Hey guys, Chris here from ASM Scholarships. Today, a very special episode. We have Mike here. It's Mike, right? Yeah, I was like, I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> I never messed up one episode laughing at me. I just had a brain fart. It is Mike, yeah. Stargate. I'm the only one I've ever messed up, guys. <laughs> I was like, just double checking it was Mike. I messed up the intro. I've never messed up an intro before. All right. Must be Fridays. All right, let's go. Three, two, one, action. Hey guys, it's Chris here from ASM Scholarships. Today, a very episode, we have the Harvard assistant soccer coach, Mike, in town. Thanks, Mike, for coming along. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. How are you enjoying Florida? Love it. I'm out of the 20 degree weather in Boston, so right, I'm right. take it. And you got sun, well, not really much sunshine today, but we'll, we'll make it brighter later yeah, on for you today. Right. Probably after the podcast, it'll, it'll be sunshine. Yeah, for sure. So I'm super excited to have you in the office today. Um, you know, Ivy League soccer and also a goal for a bit so we mm -hmm. can maybe get into that but uh, lots to talk about how about we start off with you kind of telling us a bit about yourself i know you played mls as well yep. so there's going to be lots of cool things to go into but how about we start off with you just telling us a bit more about yourself yeah um grew up outside of boston had an older brother that that played soccer that's kind of how i got introduced to it um ended up going to boarding school for a few years um, called Brooks School. Uh -huh. um, I followed a, a friend there and we had a pretty good soccer team and was able to get recruited and did well enough academically where I kind of yeah. snuck through the back tower at Harvard. So, yeah. um, and then I played there for four years and was drafted to Seattle Sounders in MLS. Awesome. So, yeah. so pretty much most kids' dreams. You just lived yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. So, okay, let's, let's just rewind. Let's, let's focus a lot on the, on the Harvard experience. Yep. Um, how was it, you know, or how good do you have to be to get into Harvard, right? Like what, you know, what was the level that was required? Yeah. Is it, was it different when you did it? Cause you did it in Oh nine. Uh, I graduated in Oh nine. Graduated yeah, so, nine, so, um, it's definitely, I think, you know, getting more competitive right. I think, as college is in general. Right. Um, but you know, you kind of have to take care of stuff on the field and in the classroom and, right. um, you know, if you don't have both, it's it's very difficult there. So, so obviously you now you're you're the assistant coach there. What are you looking for? How how good does a soccer player have to be to get to to Harvard? What what's I the want, kind of things I want I want guys that are that are motivated and want to play at the highest level. And right. so, you know, we have kids coming in that just played in the U17 World Cup with Italy and New mm -hmm. Zealand and Croatia. And so, you know, these kids have the ability to become pros, whether or not you know they they get there or not is to be seen. But um, you know, we want to strive for national championships. So, right. Um, you know, yeah. So it's basically the top of the top. Top of the top. Because am I right in saying most most kids who maybe from overseas, especially, wouldn't mm -hmm. think Harvard's a place to go to get to the MLS? Yeah. Is that something you, you face a lot, or is that changing? A little bit. I think it's changing, and I think yeah. you know we had a couple kids. Um, we had our sophomore goalkeeper last year leave, and he signed a three-year deal with Philadelphia Union, so he's playing. So we're we're sending more kids. I don't mm -hmm. think that's kind of our ultimate goal, um, right. is just to produce pros, but um, it certainly can be an option uh, right. going there. And in my opinion, you have the best insurance policy in the world. Absolutely, degree, so. absolutely. Probably, probably most well-known degrees yeah. in the world. So, yeah. so it is possible, because I think a lot of people don't think it is, and mm -hmm. obviously your success of the program, yeah. and you have current success as well, as being MLS players, yeah. um, but like you said, with the insurance of the best degrees in the world, yep. you must have a lot of athletes as well graduating onto many great jobs or starting companies. I assume Absolutely. as well. Yeah, yeah. What's some of the examples? Maybe you have of those that you can think of. I mean, my roommate from school right now. He, you know, he's doing a real estate company with my, one of my other roommates, and they're putting up 
you know, big buildings in Boston and right. they have a lot of things going on. Um, you know, we have guys, one's doing venture capital in Africa. Um, right. Another guy um, started a nonprofit, coaches across continents, which is a really cool thing, which is... So it's not boring stuff. No, it's, it's not all, boring it's all stuff. Like fun you know, then you have your, yeah. you know, you can go to New York and do finance, you can do consulting. Right. I mean, I think the possibilities are, are kind of endless. It's just a matter of, you know, where your interests are. So. You might bump into next Mark Zuckerberg on Canvas yeah. maybe, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was actually the first class to have Facebook my freshman year at Harvard, really? which was pretty exciting, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, what's the culture like at Harvard? Is there lots of different people from around the world? Yeah. Is it, yeah. I think that was the coolest thing. Harvard actually has more varsity sports than any other um, college. We have 42 teams. Right. Um, so there's a sizable athletic population, which is nice. But yeah. then, you know, the kids that you're meeting in class every day, they're exceptional in some way. It may not be yeah. on the soccer field, but kind of in whatever whatever their background sure. is. So I think it's a, it's definitely a competitive environment, but I think it's it's a really cool and unique place because of the people that you'll meet. And right. I think the diversity that is exists within, you know, the school and meeting kids from all over the world. I think that's that was the yeah. coolest part about it, yeah. And so, okay, so let's go talk more about the soccer now. Sounds amazing, campus. Yeah. I've actually, I have visited one time, I kind of walked through it on the yep. way to a business yep. trip. Look, I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing place in downtown Boston as well, right? So yeah, just on the easy, outskirts, yeah, for sure. Yeah, super yeah. easy to get around. Um, but what is, if I'm a soccer player on your team right now, what's the day-to-day like? You know, I mean, I've just joined your team, yep. and what have I got to do? So it's going to differ a little bit, right. and that's where the Ivy League versus you know, the ACC varies and what we're able to do in the spring. Mm-hmm. So our hours on field with the guys are cut back slightly, and so our spring season we have... Uh, four games and then we're practicing right now three times a week and then they're going to be doing strength training um, three times a week so um, in season they'll come in you know middle of August we'll do about two weeks of preseason and then we kind of get right into it and so you know you're typically in class from nine to one ten to two depending on your schedule Mm -hmm. and then we'll practice every day at four so we expect our guys down and you know, prepping early and staying after and getting their work in and recovery and all that. So it's, you know, it's it's time consuming. You right. got to be able to manage, you know, what you have academically and and obviously still producing on the field. So and you guys supporting supporting the especially the freshmen, the guys sure. coming in the first year, probably not used to that time yep. management. Maybe got a bit of an idea, but yep. you're you're really helping them with that. So. Yeah, and I yeah. There you go. Sorry, I was just going to say coming in early for preseason like that mm-hmm. just. And having the, the team as a support system, I think, is good. We really encourage our older guys to, you know, help kind of mentor the freshmen and just helping them with class selection and just kind of getting into the flow of the school. Got it. Yeah. Right. Because I know, I know it's a concern for a lot of, you know, especially international players who yep. maybe just done soccer for a long time. Yep. They do have some school history, but... Um, yeah, maybe they get to the, the, the I guess if, you, if students come into Harvard they already have a good academic background because you can't just walk in there right, right? I mean, what right. kind of SAT score do you need to get in there I, I always say the higher the better higher the better <laughs> there's, there's no set number it really yeah. depends on the case right um, but you could fill the entire freshman class every year with perfect SAT scores really wow um, for the soccer team well for the for the whole school and then right, the soccer right, team yeah, yeah. you know we try to get it's as close to that as, yeah. as possible but right um, you know some are there not all of them right right but I mean yeah you're not going to get in just passing no you gotta you gotta yeah. you gotta show up and take the test and um, you know even if it takes a few times I think they 
they like to see kids that want to make want to make the effort to get there and show improvement. Right. So, so uh, you're, yeah. you're really looking for someone who's very driven. Yeah, like mentally yeah. tough. Who's not going to give up. For it, sure. Even if they don't get the grade the first time, they'll do it again. Whatever it takes, basically, mm-hmm. you get that those results. Yep. yep. Gotcha. So very exciting. It sounds like it's doable as long as I put the effort in. And, and for sure. Maybe I'll see you there in ten years' time. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be too old by then. Maybe my kids when they grow up. Um, so, all right. So that's your kind of day to day. What's it? What's the tournaments like? What's the schedule like? Who are you playing against? Yep. You playing against other Ivies? Are you playing against Division One teams? Like, yep. What, what's that kind of looking like? Um, it's a so our, our competitive schedule is in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so first game is usually early September, and then we're going through, you know, sometime in November, depending on if you're making the NCAA tournament or not. Yeah. Um, so we always play the Ivy League teams, um, but we also play usually like ten or eleven other Division One games. So right. Boston College, Boston University. This past year, we went down and played North Carolina and Duke. Yeah, um, we usually try to do one out of region trip a year. Um, so we went to Denver. We've been out to Stanford and UCLA and places like that. So it, it varies a little bit the non-conference schedule year right. to year. But you're typically playing, you know, 17 regular season yeah. games, which is pretty standard in college, and then a couple preseason and then hopefully tournament games. Got it. So yeah. it's pretty full on because we're schooled as well. It's yeah, not, it's not you know it's not easy. Yeah, and that's the hard part about the fall season. It's usually like. Game recovery, pregame play, and yeah. so it's it's really tightly packed. College in general is looking actually to expand to the twenty first century model, which would yeah. be um, a few more games, but they would extend the season fall and spring, which right, I think right. you know there's some debate about. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Gotcha. And I know um, in, in soccer, we, we spoke off camera before yeah. about you know our, our teams we support, Man United maybe yeah. being one of them, so yeah. Man U fan, good, good lad. <laughs> um, what about in college? Do you have rivalries like that too? I'm sure you do have your rivalries. For sure. Who, who um, main especially rivals? within the the Ivy League. Yeah. Every Ivy League is kind of, game is kind of a rivalry game, yeah. um, You know, especially Yale. Uh, when I was in school, Brown, Dartmouth always yeah. had really good teams. Princeton's been really good. Yeah. Now Columbia and Cornell are, are really doing well. So yeah, um, it I varies. But yeah. any Ivy is going to be Ivy, it's, it's, always, be it's always a tough one. Yeah, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. who normally wins Harvard, right? Uh, we've been not <laughs> not, <laughs> not not recently. We'll we'll get yeah. back there. We'll get back uh, next Yale year. Yale won it this past year. Got it. Right, yeah. so you'll come back. Yeah. Like United, we're coming back. Exactly. We're just reorganizing exactly. stuff. We're coming back. Exactly. We did well last night. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, one thing I do want to touch on more is the MLS because mm-hmm. I know from pretty much every soccer player, or if you say where I'm from, football player, yep. his dream is to make it to MLS, yep. right? Because it's yep. like another opportunity if you didn't make it in a team in, in Europe or mm-hmm. wherever you're from in Brazil. Um, it is growing a lot, especially. I know you're just down here to for Beckham's team, looking yep. at some recruits. Yep. How did you find that? Did you find that that's growing down here a lot in Miami with yeah. Beckham's presence? I'm, I'm really curious how you know, especially that franchise. I think there's a lot of momentum behind it. Yeah. Um, I know they're still working out the stadium and everything like that. Yeah. Um, but there's a huge talent pool down here. Right. Um, and obviously Miami is a very you know, appealing city, especially for the international guys. So. Yeah, so we, that's what we came. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> one American pick the office. Now. Okay, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to do really well. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So obviously, like all these kids, they dream of being MLS players. Yeah. Um, but how, how, let's talk about you first. How did you make it to MLS? You obviously did Harvard, yep. and then did you just get picked? Did you get drafted? What, uh, what ended happened? up getting drafted, but right. I would say you know it was a lot of. It was a 20-year project kind of leading up to that and just right. a lot of hard work and 
Um, I find a lot of kids nowadays say they want to be a pro, and my first kind of question is, well, what are you willing to give up? Because right. it doesn't just happen, and there's a lot of talented kids, and I think that's where kind of the mentality piece is what really separates those that end up making it versus not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was I was very fortunate, you know, did well enough at Harvard to, to get some notoriety and get noticed. Um, was drafted by the Seattle Sounders. Um, I chose to stay and graduate rather than leaving right away. Um, and so the kind of the first half of that first MLS year, I was going back and forth from school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally signed my full contract, I think, you know, May of that year, right after graduation. So you're doing both. Yeah, so you, but both. you're playing professional soccer now, which means I guess you weren't playing for the Harvard team. Right, because right. Harvard ends in the fall, and right. then the draft is in January, Got and it. then they so, kind of start right away. So I was actually going on the preseason trips, right. not telling the school, and then coming back and trying to get the work done. Right. And then, yeah. Which for you probably wasn't, it sounds tough, but you're probably quite used to that already, because you were yeah. kind of, maybe yeah. a bit more travel, but yep. you were already kind of used to combining both. So, For sure. So, you know, it's worth to finish that degree and, you yeah. know, didn't skip six months early. Right? Exactly. So and for me, I sense. figured, you know, going and trying to come back and finish it in five or ten years, whenever that time would be, would be it, yeah. that much harder. So, I, yeah. you know, education has always been super important and yeah. it's been instilled by my parents. So, getting that done and then it was like, you're, you're going in with a, Fresh start, yeah. Clean slate. You can really focus. Exactly. So, how was the MLS? How was it playing for? It was great. Y- yeah. yeah, it was. Um, you know, Beckham was there. Um, you played against Beckham. With, yeah, I played against Beckham. How was that? It was awesome. Yeah. I mean, he just—he's a legend. He just has this energy about him. What, what um, do you think made him different than everybody else you played against potentially? Um, hairstyles. Hairstyles. <laughs> I think he can. He's an unbelievable passer, and right. I think. You know, he got a little bit of stick, but I think his specialty and free kicks and just, you know, he played central midfield that game at the time, yeah. and his diags and everything was just, he's so clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. professional, so. Um, but no, I was able to able to play against Man U twice. Right. Played Barcelona, Chelsea, you know, traded jerseys with uh, Rio Ferdinand. Oh, really? Rio, really? yeah. Um, he's so a legend was, back then. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Experiences like that, yeah. I, I wouldn't trade for the world, and um, you know, just kind of the, some of the players I got to play against was was really cool. So it's just, I mean, so do you think you'd have got that opportunity if you didn't go to college? Do you think you, like, what I'm looking no. at is players in Europe, right? A lot of the systems built about going to academy soccer, yeah, and, and getting from there into the pros. And, yeah. and we don't typically overseas do university. It's yeah. just if you want to be a soccer player, you just go for it. Right, and if you don't make it, you just kind of see what you can do. Right, America's a lot different. America, the system's built around university, and then you mm-hmm. go to turn pro, which I think is a better system. But if you've got a kid who's listening to this who's maybe sixteen, if like you know, I might get a pro contract. Mm-hmm. Should I take that? Should I not? What would you recommend? I think it it depends case by case. Um, you know, when I was kind of going through the whole process, MLS academies were not established yet, so right. the whole landscape was very different, and so it was only kind of college centric mm-hmm. um, now you're seeing kids that are coming up through the academy being offered USL contracts some are getting first team contracts um, those are typically not super lucrative right. um, and you know I remember being on on teams and we'd have these young guys come in and get signed and most of them don't make it yeah they get to yeah. sign that pro deal but 
nothing ever comes from it, you know, from a long-term standpoint. Yeah. Um, and just looking back at my experience, I found college to be very useful um, and actually kind of helped me, you know, succeed more at the pro level because of some of the things I had to go through and just, you know, one, maturity, mm-hmm. two, learning how to play with guys that are four years older than you and that are men. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the demands academically of, you know, time management and, and really having to kind of have your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, because being a pro is not just going to practice and, and that's it. I think there's, you know, every decision you make is centered around how is this going to affect me on the field. And mm-hmm. so how you're structuring, you know, what you're putting into your body and recovery and kind of all those little things that go into on-field performance. I think college just kind of helps you be able to build a better structure yeah. around There's just so much you have to do yeah. and you, you need to manage that time For effectively. Sure. I think the one cool thing about college soccer is pressure, of course, but you know, if you're playing, comparing it to youth academy soccer, mm-hmm. I think there's a higher pressure to deliver every week, week out. Yeah. Because you could get cut yep. any minute, right? Or yep. at least at the end of the season. With college, you're probably not going to get cut. You might, you might, you know, get a firm word, but you, yeah, you're not going to, you don't ever really think about getting off the team unless you really did do right. terribly, right? Yeah. So yeah. you've got four years to work on your craft and develop, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that gives you. And I know when I was playing golf, I felt like. I'm not going to lose my spot. I yep. might not make the team that weekend, right. but I've got four years to figure this out yep. to my end goal being a pro. Yep. So I think that's what is also really good about the whole college experience. Where do you feel like a lot of these kids are making mistakes in their recruitment process? Are they tough starting it too late? Are they, where do you feel the main problems are? I think, I think part of it is, you know, they want to be a pro and they just, they don't really know what that means or what it entails. And right. then I think too, I see a trend of, kids are telling me why well, I, I need to be committed by this time and it's like mm-hmm. why so you can put it on instagram and be able right. to tell your friends like a commitment it doesn't mean anything like right. take the time find the right situation that gives you the best opportunity to be successful mm-hmm. um which is kind of a longer term thought process but now it's like i gotta have my you know by junior year already decided yeah. where i'm going and i'm gonna be this number and it, like, yeah, yeah yeah you know do you feel like that's because a lot? I mean, we see that a lot. A lot of coaches now committing so early. Mm-hmm. I know the NCAA put this new rule: the 15 years old, you'll be yep. 16. Yep. But you know, there's still a lot of activity before that in terms of looking at prospects. Yeah. Um, obviously, they weren't allowed to talk to the coaches prior to that. But do you feel it's because so competitive now? Everybody wants the best players. It's yep. everyone's trying to commit at 16 years old. Yeah. Um, I know you guys are probably a little bit different, right? Because you've got to wait for the grades to come in, mm-hmm. so you might start your process a bit later for the kids. Yeah, and but, just kind of the whole yeah. It's a it's a it's a different process for us. Yeah. Um, but you know we're having conversations with kids that are being offered full rides to Dukes and UNCs yeah. and Stanfords, and so um, yeah, we're going to lose out to some of those kids. Yeah. But I think we have to be a little bit more patient, which is frustrating. But um, I think it's but let's talk about the funding right because those other programs can give out the full rise mm-hmm. you guys not so much yep. why is that uh, because we don't have athletic scholarships and that's right. an Ivy League thing right um, so we're all need-based financial aid right uh, so obviously I know this but for people listening maybe yep. not heard of that so it, how it, does that work it depends completely on kind of what your family's financial situation is yeah um, Harvard does have a new thing where if you know your combined family income is less than $150,000 you go for free Oh, so that's new. Yeah. Well, well in the last, you know, yeah. probably 10 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but Harvard has 
you know, probably the most competitive financial aid package. The most against anybody. Yeah. I think a unique thing too is we give international financial aid, right. um, which some schools do not. Right, right. Um, so that enables us to obviously, you know, go after the international market and, and find kids, which, you know, this, this incoming class we have. Costa Rican U20 national team kid, um, Italian U17 World Cup mm-hmm. kid, Croatia, Slovakia. Um, we almost had an Israeli kid. He ended up taking the full to, to UNC. But, right. um, you know, we try to get out there in New Zealand. Um, so you are so bringing lots of internationals in. For it's sure. Not just the for American sure. talent. Yes. Yeah. So you're looking at creating a nice culture of a team. Yeah. How do you find that the American talent, do you see it improving a lot more For now? sure. Because I've definitely noticed a lot more applicants. I showed you car application yep. rates that we yep. get. It's, it's a lot, right? Yeah. We're trying to filter, find the, find the right kids. But yeah. I've definitely noticed US soccer improving a lot. And I've seen, I don't know if you've seen this, but a trend of a more players from America wanting to go to Europe, mm-hmm. to like camps and youth academies there, yep. and then they come back and go to college. Have you noticed that too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think there's just more opportunity and with social media and yeah. and everything. Um, but I think the academy systems, you know, looking at just kind of the structure and tactically, I think guys are are just have a better sense of all that stuff earlier. And you know, I look back and wish it'd be great if we had that. You know, when I was yeah. Um, so I think it's coming a long way. I think you know we have a long way to go, obviously. Yeah. Um, to kind of catch up to to you, you guys, but. Um, you know, it's getting on the track. Yeah. yeah, I think the MLS, you know, it's created some good momentum. I think it's grown a lot. I think it's going to continue to grow, and yeah. you know, hopefully, we get more owners like David Beckham. You know, putting good resources into it. So. I mean, you guys, you guys beat England in the South African. Uh, did you beat us? We draw. We draw. I think we drew. We drew. Yeah. We drew. Yeah. We should have beat you. And then yeah, and then you guys scored that equalizer. Yeah. That's right. So you guys are getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. We have our moments. I think. Yeah. I think the last piece is yeah. The national team kind of getting over the hump a little bit more because right, right. I think that'll really create some momentum, yeah. you know, to the average kind of soccer fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll leave you with kind of one last question. What would you like to kind of give out as a piece of advice to any student or family watching this that you think could help them in their recruitment process, even for Ivies yeah. or yourselves or just yeah. in general? What would you say is the best piece of advice? You um, give? I I still think you know. The better you can do academically, I think the more options that's going to enable you. Um, because if you're a good player and you just don't have a certain benchmark, whether it be GPA or SATs, you're really limiting yourself. Um, and so I think kind of taking care of the ac- academic piece is just, again, going to give you more options. Yeah. And then just like really try to get a sense of a fit rather than yeah. some one place Harvard might not be for everybody you, right, know? Right. And you can still be successful and, and reach your goals on whatever path you take but right. you've got to own that path yeah 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 I think we have a video called the secret the secret sources is securing a full ride scholarship mm-hmm. and we talk purely about academics yeah because as a coach you know I mean not so much at Harvard because it's financial based on your, yep. on your wealth but it's um, it, most programs. If you've got good academics, that coach can pull money from the academic fund versus the sports scholarship fund. So yeah. it makes a huge difference for them. And definitely more of a competitive edge. For sure. Um, so I definitely see that it's a great piece of advice. And yeah. that a lot of kids. I remember I was a kid didn't really think much of it. Yeah. You just think sport, sport, sport. Your mum, dad tells you that, but when it comes from the coach's mouth, yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah. So hopefully, kids listen to that. Okay. Well, and, you know, I'm on the other side of it now. Of, yeah. You know, I was able to play. Professionally, I played in MLS for eight years, yeah. and it's like everybody. Even if you do make it pro, everybody thinks they're going to be the exception, and they're going to play forever. And right. 
there's a lot of life after football. Right, right. You know, and so I think the more you can do on the front end, it's just going to help better position you yeah. for whenever your playing career finishes. And yeah. ideally, you make millions of dollars and don't have to work again. But right. for most of us, that's not yeah. the reality. So, you know, that's stuff. the other piece. Yeah. Look, Coach Mike, I, I really enjoyed you coming in. I really yeah. appreciate it. I hope to come up there sometime, visit you guys. Anytime, as well. I'll come watch you guys. Are always welcome, for sure. And I appreciate it, and uh, wish you a safe trip back to, uh, to back to Boston. Thank you so much. Cool. Thanks very much. Yeah, Take care, sure. man. Appreciate it, man. Cool. That was awesome.